0: hey can i tell you something hey can i tell you something welcome i'm liza to, i'm zoe um, hey
1: can i tell you something is a podcast where we talk about our experiences as teachers um as early childhood educators um and we just want to talk about different situations we find ourselves in and how we have learned to deal with different situations with children
0: yeah if you're a best friend of a child if you're a parent of a child you know, there's, uh, children exist all over the world and they're all over the place. So let's talk about it. Um, well today we are, uh, well
1: actually first let's shout out another bar for sponsoring yes, this podcast. Yes, thank
0: you. Um, yeah, if, uh, yeah, come out, come out to other bar, another here, bar. Yeah. I'm here all the time. Yeah. they got games. Yeah. they got karaoke. They got open mic. Yep. They got podcasts. Yeah. They have us. Yeah
1: um today we were really just gonna talk about uh where we're coming from how the way we were raised has shaped who we are and how we got here um because we kind of touched on it last week and
0: i think it i don't know i think a- we both have some some pretty funny stories and things that relates to our adult lives now
1: Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to start us off?
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I was thinking a lot about this for a while and thinking about childhood. It, it's hard cause, because I, I think about older childhood, but early childhood is what we're dealing with. And that is what really ultimately, I mean, it shapes you to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, In my early childhood, I mean, obviously I don't remember a lot of it because I was a little baby, (laughs) but, um, I was, I was raised by young parents. My mom was, uh, 21, 22 when she had me and my dad already had a kid from a previous relationship and he was 25 or 26, which is crazy. Um, so, I mean, I grew up with them just kind of also growing up themselves and being in college. And my mom eventually was going to school to be a teacher. So I kind of, uh, helped her with learning how to be with kids. She teaches older kids now, but, uh, she had to learn how to teach younger kids. So I just remember like doing all these little board games that she had to make for her classes and stuff. Um, and obviously, there was a lot of like difficult moments and things being young parents and dealing with, you know, it's like if you were a mom right now, yeah, like yeah, happened. yeah, and like different. Like my mom didn't have the best upbringing, um, and she has her own like mental uh, illnesses and stuff that. Mm-hmm she wouldn't mind me sharing I hope but it was I mean passed on to me and so then like young parents with a little toddler and there I was like sent off with grandparents a lot and uh yeah so we, I mean we were outside a lot of the time and I was kind of raised inside like I, all of my parents like college friends they also had kids so I was kind of raised all by a big group of people I mean,
1: you still like I feel like your family is just like some it's so big because yeah such a big social network
0: yeah I mean my immediate family is like not I'm not as like uh, we don't have a lot of kids in the immediate family but like all of my parents friends had kids at about the same age so we all grew up together and like uh there's one kid in particular who was basically like my cousin and we like took baths together and then he used to have to stay at my house cause his mom was bartending stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically like, I mean, my parents took what they had and, uh, made it fun for me and i think like i see the way i do that like just with with whatever we have at the school arts and crafts wise or like stuff to play with you just kind of impromptu create things with it mm-hmm. there's probably more but that, that'll that get us going <laughs> right uh yeah i well i it's funny because i think we have
1: Pretty opposite upbringings in certain ways, because, mm-hmm. um, like, I grew up with older parents. Mm-hmm. My mom had my my brother when she was really young, but then waited another eight years to have me. And so my mom was in, you know, mid-30s. My dad was in his mid-40s when they had me. Um, even though my mom was still in school, um, my dad's an artist. So it was just kind of, um, and they were pretty hippy-dippy. Um, but way more strict with me than they were with my brother, I think, cause they were younger with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were just like, Oh, I don't know a lot more rules day to day for me. Um, and then we moved around quite a bit when I was younger. Um, and my, uh, my mom was very much like one of those, like throw the baby in the pool and learn it, teach it how to swim mm-hmm. instead of giving it lessons and stuff you know it's like that's i feel like that's how i was raised my whole life is like just thrown into different situations and got to figure it out um Mm -hmm. and they were there to guide me if i needed it but um very end up like i had to be very independent yeah um raised basically outside without shoes on you know it was like yeah those days of like you know we uh come home and the lights turn on like the street lights turn on
0: yeah I think we were kind of like, I mean, I had a little bit of that, too. I think we were kind of the last of, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I I mean, I see it sometimes in like smaller neighborhoods, too, um, but for the most part, I don't, I don't know if kids have like neighborhood friends and they're just like running around the neighborhood, crawling in ditches anymore
1: yeah no i would i would just like go into like the golf course next to my neighborhood and like had my parents had no idea yeah one
0: time i like was with some of the skater boys next door and they were like let's go um to the the tunnels and i was like all right and then Mm -hmm. next thing i know i'm under the streets (laughs) in like the gutters in the sewer walking around you know my parents didn't know where i was they didn't think that i was in the sewer (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot more trust than yeah there is now
1: um and then also i think it shaped me a lot with how my mom was like uh i don't know how best to explain this except for like there was one time when we were with my mom's side of the family and they're like the complete opposite of my mom like just like Uh, my mom's like free spirited hippie lady and, and her sister is like pretty clean cut. Um, and the kids, you know, follow in that, I guess, but we were, we were swimming and then we had to go to dinner afterwards. And she, like my aunt got her kids out of the pool and was like, okay, we gotta go take a shower. We gotta get ready. We gotta go to dinner. My mom was like, go stand in the sun, dry off and then put your dress over your swimsuit and we'll go. And I feel like that's who I am now, too, yeah. with the kids that we have at school. Where I'm just like, like the other day, we had some one of them come up to us and they were like, I'm because it was windy. They were like, I'm chilly. And we both were like, Go stand in the sun. Yeah. I'm not going to get you a sweater.
0: Yeah. If they I mean, needed it was a sweater they could, but yeah, was if like, it was that run. cold, it wasn't that cold outside. No, so. I think it was just they the just sun. wanted
1: to go back inside, but yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, no, that, I mean, that reminded me, even though it's a little, a different, kind of a different thing, but when I was talking about crawling around in the dishes and, um, one time it rained a lot. And so me and my neighborhood friend down the street were just like swimming around swimming in the ditches full of water. And that's disgusting. Yeah. And I couldn't remember if it was my mom or my dad telling my story to this, to my mom, she was like, it was definitely maze. Your dad wouldn't have ever said that. But he said, uh, she was like, you got to get out of there. You're like, look white trash. And I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is bad, I guess. Um, that was my parents use that phrase a lot also. yeah They're, yeah like,
1: they, were, they
0: were terrified of terrified you. of saving white trash
1: <laughs> yeah i think it was because like there was really a time where like they were coming up like, yeah they were really poor for so long and yeah. then finally they were like we're not anymore like we're getting to so we brush together, your hair so please don't look like that
0: <laughs> ragamuffin was a term my mom used a lot uh when i looked a mess i guess it was like either i was a ragamuffin or white trash so somewhere in between
1: yeah, yeah. while we're on this um saying sh- shitty things um my mom i always did poorly in school just like i never did my homework i yeah. just i just didn't do well and my mom's biggest threat to me was like well if you do badly you're gonna end up working in, um At Payless. Payless. (laughs) That was her go-to. And my dad, who's like so kind and supportive, he was like, what if she does? That's fine. Yeah. But that, she was like, you're going to go work at Payless around the corner. And I was like.
0: Always Payless, though. Was it it always always always. Payless? A BOGO situation? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I bet they got discounts. You'd have good shoes. Yeah. Yeah, And what if.
1: Yeah, my mom was. dad was like, "That's, That's people fine." People do that. People work mom, at Payless, and my mom was like, "That can
0: never happen." Yeah, do they even exist anymore? Not sure. I don't think so. What uh, What was the thing your dad always said about bugs?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So my mom, who's like my best friend, it, she was just very harsh growing up. My dad, on the other hand, was
0: like the sweetest man ever. And um, similar dynamic within my family. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think we have an artist dads. Yes. I mean, my mom's an artist too, but I mean, your mom also is as well, but she uh, our both of our moms are Sagittarians and if you know, you know,
1: so. <laughs> your mom is too. Yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> my dad, um, I grew up in South Texas, so there was like cicada shells everywhere. Um, and I didn't want to touch them. I remember sitting in the backyard and my dad was like, Wanted me to touch touch the bug, and he was like, "You know, the president would touch the bug, but a princess wouldn't touch the bug."
0: And I was like, "So I'm touching the bug." Yeah. Uh, so you wanted to, you were a kid who wanted to be a president. Yeah, I yeah, uh, except that I failed th- through school.
1: <laughs> yeah, which but I, as I didn't. George W. Bush said, yeah. "You can make C's all your life and become the president."
0: <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, and I'm like, "You shouldn't." you shouldn't you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't say it sir i didn't know you were i mean because I, I you went to loyola i thought you were like
1: i went to a, i went to a really good high school okay and i'm like i'm smart i just yeah. didn't do the work and then i uh when i moved here i did a mayor court at city year mm. and my mom really pushed this because she was worried i wasn't going to get into college and we were like we got to figure something out for me to yeah. go into college and and also, I just wasn't ready for college, so I took a gap year, mm-hmm. did city year, and worked um, as, like, a co-teacher for first graders, and that Loyola was, like, eats that shit up. Yeah. Um, that's true. But I was actually planning to go to school in, like, Chicago. I got a bunch of money from university up there, and then I didn't want to leave New Orleans, so I chose Loyola, who gave me almost no money. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> about right. I uh, here. Yeah. Um... And then, well, last time we also talked about like the differences in like t- our TV culture growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean I was raised by the TV in some aspects. So many are. I mean, I, yeah, I mean we didn't have cable whenever I was like little little because we were just too poor for it. But like, um, we had PBS, so I mean I watched a lot of Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, very into that, and then. As I got older, we got a good old uh, Time Warner cable yeah. box and the guide and you throw that up there but you can only watch what's on and, you know, I I did a lot of that and then like uh, there was definitely pressure to go outside, but um, you know, the TV was there warm and glowing for me, but I mean, did I, mean I did I did both.
1: Channel, kid?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we grew up with like
0: it was the time of Hillary Duff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember being grounded once. I don't even know why. But there was a special that came on Disney Channel or something that was uh, Hilary Duff's Sweet 16. Yeah. And my mom let me be ungrounded to watch it. Um, Yeah, and I remember, like, just... Yeah, i I remember in my head used to I used to think because I went to a well, i I mean, I went to a private Christian school and which was very out of the very uh, different from my personal life at home. Your but, uh, pool. but anyways, at that school, I learned what would Jesus do. and um that translated into my head like, okay, and then I thought about what would. What would Lizzie McGuire do? Um, so yeah, my life was based around TV.
1: Uh, yeah, and the, <laughs> <laughs> my mom had uh, we had very strict rules in my house with the TV, and because we were only allowed to watch when the sun was down and on the weekdays or on the weekends. And so that ended up, and I had a brother eight years older than me, so that ended up mostly just watching The Simpsons and The Simpsons and uh, King of the Hill. Well, that's good. Um and. Then, <laughs> And uh, but then my dad was, you know, my dad. So I would get off school, and if my mom wasn't home yet, he would let me watch PBS, Um, and we would eat popcorn and drink Sprite together. that's so nice. nice. Yeah. Um, Or that limeade that came in the the freezer that you like crack open. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was good. Um, And then obviously Saturday mornings, I'd wake up at like six a.m. and watch. Because all the Disney Channel shows were on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have cable.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So I would uh, I'd watch those on Saturday
1: mornings. But so. the sun was up. Yeah, my mom was asleep, though. Yeah. Uh, she was like, the, and then by the time she got up, it was time to.
0: Yeah. Well, what are your views about, like, screen time with kids? Like, what do you think?
1: I mean, I, like, I understand how hard... It is to manage having kids especially when you're like a full-time you work full-time as a parent and mm-hmm. so i i get it but those i think it's really important to teach your kids how to be out in public without a fucking screen yeah the the,
0: the, the the being at a restaurant with a ipad is wild <laughs> bad
1: because because those if you take away that ipad those are the kids that are running around the restaurant because they haven't learned how to just sit down like, yeah my family really believed in um we sat at a table every night and ate dinner together yeah um and so we learned how to just sit and my mom always reminded us that like you have to be a part of the conversation like you just either you don't have to say anything but you have to listen and if you know and so then we learned how to behave in public these kids their parents just put them in front of a screen when they go out to eat and
0: I'm like I never I don't want to like I mean, I never went out to eat as a kid, but I'm sure if I did, I would just be so happy just to be sitting with my family and talking. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, can, I mean, I understand. The, the the screen can become a babysitter, for sure. But, um, yeah, if you're going to take your kid out to eat, you got to deal with how they're going to be at the restaurant. Because, yeah, then don't take your kid out. Yeah, like if, if they're going to be, yeah. If your kid okay. can't behave in public, then don't take them
1: out. Don't yeah. teach them
0: but we're we're like uh, trying to teach the kids during meal times how to just sit and have a conversation and eat at the same time instead of my hand is a dragon and do 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 and or just singing all of our singing time songs. yeah singing them on repeat over and over and over and over again or just. They love to just say like random words that don't make sense and then just laugh and laugh, which and then I sometimes I'm like, why, why can't they do that? But I mean, I want them to learn how to just be able to like have a conversation with each other.
1: Yeah, I think it's like (laughs) it's important for them. You know, we have them set up in like four or five different tables and we're really trying to teach them to talk to the friends at your table because they don't ever sit in the same place every day. Mm -hmm. Except for a couple of them who are like obsessed with a certain seat. Yeah. Um, but and so like I really try. They always want to turn around and just scream at each other across the room. So that's why we always try and, and like turn around, talk to the people at your table and talk about, you know, what you did over the weekend or what weather is your favorite weather and stuff like that. And stuff or
0: that. Um, maybe we could talk about what our favorite truck is. Uh, every time we're like, what do you guys want to talk about? Your, our, favorite our favorite truck? truck?
1: And it's just like, not everyone gives a shit about trucks. And yeah. if they do, there's like three different, I have tried to explain it so many times where I'm like, there's a fire truck, a garbage <laughs> truck, a dump truck, and like an excavator.
0: There's nothing, are yeah. not, this conversation's not going to go far. It's not going to go anywhere. I'm sorry to break it to you.
1: Or, uh, yeah, um, I remember we had one kid, we just had one kid uh, start at the school who's obsessed with trucks. And we went to the other kid who's obsessed with trucks. And we we're like,
0: to talk, talk about trucks. Who, which? What's <laughs> your favorite truck?
1: Yeah, there you go. Simple convo. Simple yeah, they, conversation. He, they kept trying to bring a little truck to school every day, and we're like, "We this can't happen." And then finally, they were like, "We got we got a stuffy, and it was a truck stuffy." For yeah, that.
0: yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, whatever works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the TV thing, I don't. I mean, I don't know because, I, yeah, I don't know what I would do with my own kid because. I mean, I would definitely put limits on it.
1: Yeah, like we have one family who they watch TV on the weekends. Yeah, and I, think I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I know, right? But I think that's great. Think no, that's, that's great. Yeah, for. Um, because that kid also has the biggest imagination, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that I've seen um, from our kids. Like, yeah. doesn't ever talk about characters. Sometimes we'll talk about superheroes because I think they watch like Marvel movies at home. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, comes up with these crazy stories and has like imaginary friends mm-hmm. and you don't find that in any of the, the other kids who are like watching paw patrol or peppa pig every day yeah which i think there's nothing wrong with watching some tv but um it, moderation the difference, the difference i've noticed it. in like a kid that only watches tv on the weekends and those that don't is wild
0: yeah and i also nannied for a family which is a story we'll get into at some point. But uh, they had weird um, things with TV that I wasn't super into. Like They they didn't have any TV in the house except for in the dad's bedroom because the mom and dad slept in separate bedrooms. And the dad's bedroom had this little TV that had a DVD in it and they would go to the library and get DVDs. And watch the DVDs all in the bed together. There was three kids, and so they would all be just smushed in there together, and watching the one tiny TV in the house. Um, but the that kind of translate because it was a nine year old, a four year old, and then a baby. So there's a baby didn't really care. But um, no, they they would be obsessed with the TV, like. Um, because they didn't get it Mm -hmm. very much. They only, like, at nighttime, they would get to, like, watch one movie or something, and so they would just obsess over it. Um, And the eight-year-old, or the eight- or nine-year-old, would usually get to choose what they got to watch. And so that means the four-year-old was being exposed to stuff that he didn't fully understand or probably should have been exposed to, because... I mean, he was telling me he was going to chop me up. He was telling me he was going to put me in cages. So he's learning that from somewhere. And I don't think it's from the books. What kind of things were they watching? I I mean, they were watching like Marvel type stuff. um, And just like older kids' cartoons. Like I'm not fully sure like what all they were watching. But obviously that kid seems to have more of a tendency towards... Aggression, so he was definitely picking up on the aggressive parts of anything he watched um but also the the mom really didn't want me to uh, to buy the nine-year-old harry potter but meanwhile their kids watching something about putting someone in a cage and chopping them into pieces i, I don't know I could get more in depth on it in uh, another episode. But um, yeah, the way that 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 man, yeah, that manifested was because then the nine-year-old was having to go to do online school um, because of the pandemic. And I was taking care of the two other kids while the older one was in another room working on school. And I had to close the door so he could focus. But then every time... I would walk away. He would be watching Minecraft videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um and just quoting them and just so obsessed with these kids that just play video games on YouTube. Um I've like learned all these weird little phrases from it and stuff and yeah, we couldn't put a blocker on the computer because it was a public school laptop and yeah, so that turned into a, a huge nightmare. Um, um yeah,
1: I think that Says a lot about like you know teaching kids things in moderation because, like, if you cut out something completely and it's and you make it such a big deal, yeah, that you only get it every once in a while, then they're gonna obsess over it because kids will just talk that kind of stuff into the ground. Um, yeah. but if you kind of normalize it and be like, yeah, no, it's not a big deal, it's, it is a nice little treat that we can watch a movie, but to like cut them off from it and then, yeah, all the time, I think is tricky, yeah, um, and then
0: that- with like you know. eating yeah i mean all of that i mean that type of stuff even into like alcohol and when they're older and stuff is like um you are like you're going to have to learn how to regulate yourself with Mm -hmm. screens and with food and things like that and you need to you should start them off early and not like put this crazy let's crazy restrictions on them because that is like the whole um trope of like the The, um, sheltered Catholic kid that's like goes off to college and then it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, TV was such a big no, no for me growing up. And
1: then I got to college and lived in a dorm and never left my bed because all I did was watch all of the shows I could never watch. (laughs) And like, I didn't even in high
0: school, you weren't like you had rules about the TV. Yeah. Really?
1: It was not as much. And by the time I was in high school, like, uh, facebook was starting yeah so that was a big thing like i was more obsessed with being on the computer than watching
0: tv mm-hmm. oh, i was, yeah. sort of I was doing like, a little of both at the same time um
1: yeah and then but no and then i was just at my friend's houses all the time who yeah like had
0: all yeah the, you know, i mean in high school i didn't I wasn't as into, into TV as I was into socializing, but I still had a TV in my room. I was thinking the other day about how like I was in elementary school <laughs> and I had some contraption that my dad put onto the ceiling that like it, cause it was like a box TV that we didn't, there wasn't like s- flat screens or whatever. So he like, it was a thing that came down from the ceiling and then the TV sat inside mm-hmm. this like, contraption so i could like watch like a hospital like watch tv in my bed as a child uh, <laughs>
1: oh, Yeah, my mom still gets mad at me that marcus and i have a tv in my bedroom
0: oh that's such a dream it's all i want um i don't have one currently but yeah, no my my whole i mean my both my grandparents my mom and dad just watch it so much tv yeah
1: me but, too okay. Yeah. Um, but like getting back to just I feel like the way that I was raised does have a lot to do with how I um and with these kids. Yeah. Um, which I mean I guess anybody is. Um, but just because we're we're working in like with them in the time of their lives where it's really just like them learning how to deal with their emotions and how to communicate. And all that that really comes from like how my mom um was very much like taught me to be independent um and then i also had my dad who was like whenever you don't want to do things on your own like you can come and be comforted by me and Mm i like that i do that with the kids a lot where i'm like even when they come up to us on the playground and they're like i asked for the bike and they said no i'm like all right go you have to go talk to them yeah about uh, about that and like if you if it doesn't work then i will help you um is that like two yeah. that like, they'll be like hey can i have a turn on the bike and the other person will be like no and then i'll come over and be like you have to say that they can have a turn after you and they're like you can have a turn after me and they're <laughs> yeah. like
0: very fine with it and yeah then, like usually we'll just jump off the bike and let their friend get on so it's yeah i really just wish i was like inside their head for a little bit it's just the mystery of it all um but yeah i i see myself having to uh deal with my patience and temper a lot because i definitely get that from my mother whether it is genetic or yeah or nurture or whatever uh i can so easily just snap into teacher what she would call teacher mode and teacher voice um There was a lot of times where she would come home from school dealing with fifth and sixth graders, like, uh, lower income public school kids and come home and then have to deal with me and my sister and she would just still be in teacher mode and just still be, have her teacher voice is what she calls it, um, which didn't feel good as a kid. So I try not to do that. But there are some times where they won't listen unless you do that, which sucks.
1: Yeah, it's tough because I've watched so many people who also work with the same age group as us who I think do have some more, like a little bit more patience than yeah. I do. Yeah, I've right? seen that before like, too. They can really just talk calmly and talk through it. But I also think that um, I have a hard time because I'm like, sometimes I wish I was a little bit more patient, but at the same time, I'm not going to put up with um, certain behaviors. Yeah. And um, I think teaching them right from wrong is, I'm not even sure how to like totally explain this, but like be like, I'm not tolerant of certain behaviors. And instead of like, doing this like really calm Mm -hmm. really soft voice sometimes i'm like no you can't do that because it hurts the other person that's next to you um like you rode your bike into someone on purpose i'm not gonna sit next to you do you understand why this was not working for that i'm like no you cannot hurt someone next to you and now you need to apologize
0: yeah um in those instances i go into it with concern like like I try to like, hey, that was really not okay. Like that really scared me. It does it does help to like
1: almost like make it really dramatic. Like, yeah. oh my are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna be okay? And they're just yeah. like Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um So um okay, that was- um, um, we can talk about is there anything funny happen this week Oh are we in our a week in our lives corner um I had a I had a funny drunk adult or toddler situation happen with my uh boyfriend Friday he finally went out with his new co-workers and was walking home just thinking about how much uh, loved his neighborhood and how beautiful it was and uh, these sidewalks are pretty crazy and so he just ate shit and completely fell down I, I was at home sleeping he woke up in the morning and said we have a problem and my brain goes to like all right you cheat on me <laughs> uh But obviously that was not the case. And then I thought he lost his phone, but no, his arm was all fucked up. So, um, yeah, this morning we were at the emergency room. He just got a little sling and an x-ray and, you know, we're all good. Did they say what's wrong or is it just sprained? No, I mean, they didn't say anything. It's just, it's something muscle related. Like he can't turn his arm. So, um, yeah, that's good. I mean, but that, like Liza and I've both fallen as adults and it is so scary. And I see the kids fall all the time and I don't think it's as jarring for them because they're so much closer to the ground. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I, yeah. I, a couple of weeks ago I was walking my dog and she got really excited and I tripped on the sidewalk. It just fell straight down. And it's wild because like my reflexes just yeah. weren't on were Yeah, like, That's what oh. Nick said too. Yeah. Just, like yeah. nothing didn't catch myself. Nothing. I just, Face yeah you're not used ground. to it
0: like kids are y- also used to falling all the time so they're like on guard
1: yeah like their reflexes yeah. work like this and like as adults we're just like here i go i'm done and like i ended up with like that huge bruise on the back of my leg even though i fell
0: forward yeah, so. the, the bruises i don't understand
1: but uh yeah adults falling is so scary but so funny
0: yeah there was one time when i was nannying and i was like walking with some of the kids and uh this older lady fell across the street and she was so distraught and bleeding. And we all had to, yeah, we all had to like rush to her aid and she wasn't very receptive to our help. And I was like, I can't just walk away when you're bleeding here. And then the kids are all freaked out and I was trying to tell her I've been there. I've done that before. Um, But she, she was just not having it it was interesting
1: um we did have another moment this week where we were tra- trying to get out of the kids of what they ate mm. like, was it for
0: oh, oh what I they want to eat for yeah, lunch so i was
1: like trying to plan the menu for next week and uh, i like to try and get ideas from them so we're like sitting around and i'm like all right what do you what's the favorite what's your favorite thing that your mommy or daddy makes for dinner
0: what do you think they said y'all you think they said strawberries, blueberries, or raspberries?
1: <laughs> no, that's literally all they said, and I think
0: it was pizza day. So yeah, again, we have another well because it's Fridays day. and we're just we're just looking to chat. We're just looking to have a chatty, silly time. And how do we, me and Liza do that? Is talking about food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "What's your favorite thing that your mom and daddy makes?"
0: For dinner and they're all like pizza, pizza, pizza. And then there's a one Jeez. yeah, there's one kid that goes Shepherd's Pie. He says Shepherd's Pie every time. I'm like, We gotta get this kid some shepherds you know, and pie. And then we went into
1: this whole bit where we're like, somebody get him a shepherd's pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, um but yeah, we had this and then, but so I what I love is when I can, start these conversations and then Zoe gets really passionate about it for me. So like, I even had to like get up and walk away for a second. I just hear like, please, someone tell me what you eat for dinner. Someone please just tell me. And they're all just like Pizza. Strawberry jelly. <laughs> I
0: think at one
1: point too, I was trying to get them to talk about stuff like food related mm-hmm. on Friday, and you were like setting up in another room, and you paused <laughs> and like oh, stop what you were doing so you could listen to what came next.
0: <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but none of them. None of I didn't get any. And I didn't yeah. get any help.
0: Yeah, but also, I mean, I, I'm thinking as a kid. I was super obsessed with food like my mom was always worried not worried I mean she was just worried I was gonna be overweight because I would hide like stashes of food in my closet and I would I found a way to like sneakily open the snack cabinet and get a snack out and like my mom would always hear it, even though I thought she couldn't. And then every time I went to my grandparents' house, they would take me to Walmart and they would be like, pick out a toy. And every time I picked out the giant tub of fake food. Mm-hmm. So I just expect some other kid to be as well, obsessed with it. To tell yeah.
1: They don't talk about it, though, but they are just obs- like obsessed with food. And then yeah. they they have this problem right now. Where they eat lunch, but then they are so distracted, so they don't start eating and like really start eating until the very end of lunch. Mm-hmm. And every day, Zoe has to be like, "Listen, you need to eat <laughs> while everyone else eats." And they're just like, "Okay," they're like, e-, yeah. and they're like, and then you're like, "You need to pack up. You can be excused." And they're like,
0: "Okay, eat. Can yeah, I be but, excused." Yeah, well, no, but then they're like, "I'm like, well, she said she wants her parents to be happy." And I'm like, I'm not fully sure what that means. I think she thinks she needs to eat all of her food in order for her parents to be happy. And I try to say, "Hey, if your belly's full, you can be all done." And she says, "No, it's not. It's not full." And then she's still, can, yeah. And so then I'm, wor- I'm like, I don't want to cut you off, but also it's nap time. Like, we gotta go lean down. What are you doing? Um. Yeah. So. Oh my god,
1: we did have a moment this week that was fucking terrible. Um, where three kids were screaming, crying all through lunch.
0: Yeah, it was a bit of a symphony. And, of and the crying. thing is, is, like, it was very
1: kid friendly food that I made. I made pasta with chicken and peas in it, <sighs> like, and cheese, and then chicken peas and cheese. Like, yeah. it was
0: t- yummy. To me, it was
1: not great, but I know that kids <sighs> eat that shit up. You know? Yeah. And the three of them were just screaming, crying, and I at that point. I'm more of like you just got to cry this out because this is what we're doing. Like, you have to learn how to eat food that isn't in a pouch or isn't a square of cheese. You know, like you should be fine with fruit. Yeah, like you, we. It's time to start learning how to just eat normal kid food. And uh, Zoe and I are there, like
0: eating our hummus and just like being surrounded by, yeah. Which I haven't dealt with since I was in like an infant room. Yeah,
1: it really felt like I got pushed back into working with one-year-olds and it at first it started like one at a time started crying and then finally this kid who's usually really quiet but he's been out of town for a while all of a sudden it was just like (sighs) got that like like droopy face and you're like what what's wrong what's wrong and then he just started screaming crying too yeah that was rough yeah i think i think marcus tried to call me in the middle of that too and i was like i i can't even hear you right
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I did get a book at the library yesterday called The Three Bite Rule. Oh. It's a Pete the Cat. So.
1: They love Pete the Cat. Yeah. Maybe we should even read that during lunchtime.
0: Yeah, it, it was about Pete the Cat and how he wants to make his banana casserole or something, but then his friend, he doesn't like bananas but how can he like them if he never tried them which is so frustrating to me and yeah. i try to get the kids to understand that you can't say you don't like it if you haven't tried it literally has never touched her mouth yeah or they'll say they'll eat and then they'll say they don't like it even though they've like eaten it a whole place
1: that is the thing that we're dealing with with especially with one who's like the oldest in the room mm-hmm. um but they'll eat the entire snack and they're full. And then they say, I don't like it. I don't like it. And we are <laughs> we get so frustrated. because It's hard to be like, not say like, you're lying to me. <laughs> because they just don't understand like, how best to, like when to use that phrase. Because if we were like, no, you like it. You're just full. You can say like, hey, I'm all done. Yeah. Um, Or if somebody else, they'll eat the entire plate of food. Somebody else says. I don't like this. And they're like, I don't like, I it. Don't like it either. I don't like
0: yeah. I wonder, I guess it's just like a way of like the kids, like understanding or just like connecting with each other, but it sure is frustrating. Like, you know, you eat this every week. Oh, well. Now you don't like it. All right. All right.
1: Um. Well, do you want to do your, uh, drunk adult or toddler story? Yeah. We, oh, and actually, last week we mm-hmm. did one. So it was about the person falling over a bush um, while just walking around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was not Luann. She's not talking about Luann. Hey. The real
1: housewives um, ended up falling down, standing back up, and being like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And you said you thought it was an adult, but actually it was a three
0: year old. Oh, yeah kid so you got one huh yeah so this person is just so passionate about their pet their dog and everyone's listening it's cute mm-hmm. and then they're just talking about their dog yeah and then you're like all right time to move on let's talk about something else and they're just going in on it until they find someone who will just listen um and that could be a drunk adult or it could be a toddler. Um, it is funny because
1: we have kids who will need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Hey, I, gotta ta- I have to ask. They'll come up to us and be like, I got to ta- talk to them. I got to yeah. talk to them. Hey, can I talk to you? Hey, can I talk to you? And we finally are like, stop and just. Just say, okay. Okay. What is it? And then the, you hear them be like, what is it? <laughs> or they're like. Hey, I can have a turn after, after you on the bike. And they're like, yeah. And then the other kid's like, okay, I can have a turn after you. I can have a turn after you. And they just like go in over and over. And then we have to be like, hey, just say, okay. Yeah. Just say, okay. Okay. That's all they need. And then yeah, they really do. Cause they'll say, okay. And the other kid will be like, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this person, I was actually here for this experience of this person talking about their dog, talking about their dog. Everybody was like, nice. Love hearing about the dog. And then finally they're like, I'm going to keep talking about the dog and then talk to one person about their dog forever. And luckily they found a person that's like really good at listening.
0: Yeah, they
1: sure did. Um, so, and I think that's all we got for today. Next week we'll go in on, I think either fighting or lying <laughs> is what we've been talking about a lot lately. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I'm Liza. I'm Zoe. And this is,
1: hey, can I tell yeah. you something? Yeah,
0: and shout out to another bar for setting all this up to us. Yeah. It's like really, really, really nice and really sick. Yeah, we love Sundays. Um, yeah, you can follow me mm-hmm. at UG underscore dealer, UGH underscore dealer yeah, on I'm Instagram. I'm just Liza Drennan, D-R-E-N-N-O-N. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll get a we'll get an Instagram for the podcast. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah. All right. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>